Hello and welcome, folks, to a very special edition of RSF Radio. Uh, you know what that sound means. I have a guest that I've been wanting to talk to for a while, actually. I've been admiring his work from afar, uh, and I think that if you are trying to get into any kind of fighting game commentary or kind of any stat tracking whatsoever, you should absolutely follow this guy, uh, Glenn, a.k.a. The Game at Walk. <laughs> oh, it's close. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I am I am so sorry. I had to fuck with you just a little bit. Uh, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> because I feel like everybody has a story of how they first saw your... It's the game 2K. By the way, folks, I, to yeah. clear that up, it's the game 2K. Yeah. You know, what's funny is that uh, before... I would say probably about before 2001, I never had a problem with anyways. They were like, oh, it's the game 2K. Okay, all right. That's your screen name? All right. Okay, the game 2K, the game 2K. And then when I started going, going to more events, it was like, the gamut walk the the game twalk the game two 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 and i'm like what what happened here <laughs> i i don't know what it is I, is it yeah. uh i don't know yeah. it, it just the i think it's like uh people not like the 2k games kind of yeah exactly yeah. those that brand of it might have just been because Matt, John Madden's. All right, so folks, John Madden's football gained all of the rights to the NFL. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we didn't get 2K football anymore. So we had to deal with like the 2K basketball, which was just was a fine game. But anyway, that's a whole other video game. This is yeah. a Street Fighter <laughs> podcast. <laughs> There's some weird video game history in that, which you should look up but speaking of history and stats and football stats sports stats in general when i think the game 2k uh we were talking about this before we hit record but this is like a money ball situation if you're not by the way folks if you're not familiar with this work check this out i mean the guy predicted who was gonna win capcom cup like and we should probably start with that or where do you want to start with this because oh uh, yeah we, we can start yeah we could start there um you know the or actually if you want to go like um cup was that was pretty amazing i had never been more nervous watching that top eight yeah, <laughs> yeah. well it was it that well i mean for that's for like a couple of reasons though because he had been basically undefeated that entire yeah. like hadn't lost a single round until top eight until that bonchan mm-hmm. match which like that came out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Uh, and that that mu- that particular match, considering how things went beforehand, um, had me on the edge. That was like the best match of Capcom Cup, in my opinion, up until that moment, because there, there were things that happened after that that I feel yeah. like were just as exciting. Top mm-hmm. 8 was kind of a goddamn trip. Um, but we should we should reel it back. We should reel it back and talk about your website first, because I feel like a lot of people might not know what it is you do and what we're talking we're because we're throwing out stats and numbers and talking about predictions but what do we mean by that so what is the game 2k well the game 2k.com is just a site that at first i treated it more of like just a, an info dump of these stats these street fighter 5 stats that i was putting together and i decided to clean it up a little bit and make it a little bit more presentable uh to to anybody who wanted to just find out top eight stats of players who competed in in um you know the cpt or or capcom cup 
I originally yeah. was learning how to code and I decided to learn uh, Excel and MySQL to in order to build a site. I mean, I had, I, I knew a little bit or enough of uh, HTML and CSS to build something on that, but I didn't know about MySQL and Excel. So this is actually yeah. fascinating to me that you put in the work to learn it, to learn how to do, because in my, the way I looked at this from the outside was like, oh, this person, he's been to the show before. Like he knows what the fuck he's doing right off the bat. Yeah. Like he's been running these numbers for years. This is, this is old hat. You taught mm-hmm. yourself how to do all this stuff, huh? Yeah. I mean, the, it was funny was people were, when I go to coding um, groups, uh, meetups, they, mm-hmm. they always said, you know, if you want to learn something, you got to have a, 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 a goal around it or kind of this, this passion project. And I was like, okay, you know what, you know, I'm just going to learn, I'm just going to learn how to build it and, and track, uh, track data again and mm-hmm. see if, see where it goes. And then it's so far, this is what it's, it's led to. Now I should say that uh, the, the site's going to go through another redesign hopefully before the 2019 season begins. Um, if not, then I'm probably looking at uh, 2020 uh, for a whole redesign. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I I put in hours and hours on end to learn enough. Uh, the idea, what was it? Um, I think Derek Halpern says, uh, he's an entrepreneur. He says, the 1% that he's good at, he's dangerous. And that was kind of my goal with this is just to learn enough of the 1% to where I could just build something out and then go from there and kind of expand and do all the crazy stuff. So um, if you had seen the 1.0, it was just like a basic blank page with, with like no tables links. It just looked bad. And, and now it's, it's, evolved a little bit and it's I'm a hoping little bit the, friendlier yeah. on the eyes i'll say yeah yeah and hopefully uh, there, there are still move. some things about it that i think could be improved um, yeah yeah and like that's if, what i'm hoping 3. if someone doesn't read that. through the glossary they might think this is just a bunch of bullshit what's going on here yeah uh but no uh so head on over to the game 2k.com uh because you have not just Here's the other thing that I actually found super interesting, and I might want to ask you why you did this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that you did this, but you weren't just covering CPT. You also covered the Gfinity series. Yeah, the reason the reason I covered Gfinity is because I was, I mean, I'm not, I shouldn't say I was not a fan of team tournaments, but the way they did those team tournaments got me interested. Plus... With CPT, I had covered just top eight. So who knows whatever else is happening before we find out the final eight competitors of a ranking event, premiere online, or you know whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But the unique thing about Gfinity is that it was able to get everything from jump. Mm-hmm. So we could see like exactly the first game of the first week of season one and then see how they played then, then huh. to season four now and when they do season five or you know whenever that happens we could so it's track like a holistic progress. approach yeah and just kind of view it through this 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 evolutionary process of wow this player played and, and i'm pretty sure we're going to talk about him I, I talk about him in the book um i'm still the daddy where in season one he was okay season two he was i mean those stats were like what happened to him and season three, he improved. And season four, he's the, I mean, I mean, in my book, he was the most valuable player of uh, season four, just because 
of how well he played. But statistically, was he the most valuable player? This uh, is a question that I can ask and get an honest yeah. answer to. <laughs> you know, it's tough because Phenom had an amazing yeah. year yeah, as well. He was seven and one in his games, and I'm still today he was eight and two. Mm-hmm. So do you go by the volume or do you go by was it the true value of of um of of the performance? I mean, I'm still the daddy had he, twice in season four, he won three games in one in one match, which is very rare to do. I mean, you are literally carrying a team mm-hmm. when you are winning three games in a match and you're just hoping that somebody else uh know gets the job done with phenom he had two really great great um competitors salty kid and momi who were great enough in their own right and you know, yeah. it was kind of like that that trio that that triforce of power good balance of characters really too. yeah and and they they were able to get into the postseason and and with a shot of defending their title but really i mean the general gosh i mean it, it you know it's that it's that time time honored debate of most valuable versus best player i mean most you could impact say, the impactful yeah. player <laughs> yeah i mean phenom may be the best player but the general that season was i would say he was the most valuable to his team and and anybody and if they're you know and and i was out, i was away on social media i was away f- from social media Mm-hmm. I didn't know if they did a vote for MVP, but I would have voted for the general uh, I, just because of his value to to Team Method. Uh, I don't think they did. Okay. They did a they did a summary of it, which mm-hmm. um, can't remember. I could find that video somewhere and link that afterwards. But that's the only. I think that was the only post Gfinity thing that I saw. Because uh, um, okay. the, the weird thing about it, I feel like we're giving we're talking a lot about the Gfinity series as as americans but i feel like a mm-hmm. lot of americans just totally missed on it yeah i yeah and, and I, it was this incredible series in fact like the presentation was great every mm-hmm. like every every game was incredible mm-hmm. uh the team aspect of it i think was very exciting to watch especially with street fighter 5 and mm-hmm. the kind of game that it is uh the the dynamic of how offense and defense works but I feel like a lot of Americans were not talking about it. Yeah, because it, it, in a way, in, in you know, it, not to say that there, there are a lot of um, familiar faces, um, mm-hmm. but I mean, you put you put Justin and Gfinity, everybody's watching, and and I think that's mm-hmm. what Gfinity is trying to do is they're trying to um, they're trying to get these guys into you know household names i mean obviously we know who these guys are you know that's that's not a problem but But we're deep in it we're deep in it yeah yeah your average your average joe who is like not following the cpt week to week which is kind of an exhausting task honestly Mm -hmm. uh i mean we'll see how 2019 goes which like still waiting on that info yeah folks hey mike you know what's hey michael you know what's funny um I, I tested myself the other day um, was how many players could you name in Gfinity in both um, Europe and Australia in three minutes? And how many of the 32 players who were in Capcom Cup could you name in three minutes and see how many more you could get from each side? And I got 27 of the Capcom Cup participants and 28 uh, Gfinity players. So I was like, okay, I, I'm, 
I mean, the the five players, I I just I, I wish I had I wish I had written them down, but um, I was like, I can't believe I missed five players from uh, from um, Capcom Cup, but I knew more Gfinity players. You know, I mean, because, there were yeah. a lot of people who went. There were a lot of people who went zero and two. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> a, fourth, <laughs> a fourth of the people went zero and two, and you didn't get to see him. I mean, yeah. I can understand why you might not name Daigo as someone who competed in Capcom Cup. I get yeah. it. Yeah, which I mean, like, I I got him, but it was more of like <laughs> I, the, the other uh, the, the other players from that region. I'm, I was thinking because I I started like one player he wasn't in. I'm like, oh no no no, he wasn't in, but he was in, and I'm thinking like, okay, wait, did he go own two or one and two? And I was like, wow, I I can't believe I got only 27 or 32. That's a good thought players. experiment, though. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, I challenge everybody to do that. You know, everybody who's listening to this, you know. You know, go ahead and test yourself. Give yourself three minutes for the Gfinity yeah, put the Europe show and on Australia pause players. For yeah. Give yourself three minutes on the clock. Three minutes on the clock. We're doing like a double dare segment. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And try and name as many from, from either. And then never hit play again because... <laughs> no, no. All right. Welcome back, folks. After, yeah. <laughs> after hitting play. Uh, how many did you get? Say it in the comments. That's how you boost engagement. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking social media. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but what your website does, though, we react. We really actually we've talked about it, but not really what what it does and how useful it can be as a tool. Because me is if I'm if I'm just someone who thinks uh, or is coming from even other esports. If I'm coming from uh, Dota or League or whatever, I could probably go on like dota.com which is definitely a website probably i don't i don't know uh and find exactly those player stats Mm -hmm. Uh, amanda stevens was talking about this where the it has their like their records and kind of a whole bunch of like contact information like all this stuff that you would want to see in a player presented by the company what's running the tournament you go to capcom pro tour website uh what do you get you get like a well, little bit of pass, you get you get the yeah, you get the schedule you get you get their past performance if they made like top 32 or something mm-hmm. you get that um I, I like i think that's it honestly like i could i could go to it right now but i'm only going from memory uh, yeah you know uh, that's really it, all you get though yeah it's funny I mean, you know, a lot of the um leagues they don't um have well what they have is player pages that just tell you like their real name and kind of mm-hmm. their, their favorite pizza uh but they don't really guide it dive into the uh the the numbers and mm-hmm. what what places like winston's lab and overbuff and dota buff and op um do is say hey we can fill that void for you mm-hmm. um so if you're interested and, and obviously like the you know um what's really piqued my interest was um the i think it's the founder of winston's lab or somebody who's really um deep into that site uh, is now um working with one of the new expansion teams um in the overwatch league so he was able to take his idea and turn it into i don't say a job but um kind of now he can he can be he can be daryl Morey, he can be billy bean he can be you know um andrew friedman you know whoever whoever your favorite uh you know stats gm is and 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 
try to build a team based on analytics, which would be amazing. I I, I got to remember what um, what team he he's part of, but uh, that's going to be fascinating to see. Like, because we know we know a lot of esports teams sign players based on they had a hype video, they're popular, mm-hmm. but not really too many players are signed because they they can be a counter to an opponent or their their numbers are great other than they win which means they're popular you know that's that's their stats no so that's gonna be it it goes by like social engagement and yeah and not so much yeah that's a that's a good point that i actually hadn't thought about that even from like a, a hiring perspective a signing perspective that these companies who are making big investments it's pretty big investment to be sending players all over the world um, week to week uh, without actually having the data. I mean, mm-hmm. they kind of have that data now with what you're doing in terms of the fighting game community. That yeah. is not, not talking about like Dota or whatever. Um, but, uh, but so what you've done though, is that you've built a website that, has that tracks all these stats and you did it all through the 2018 season mm-hmm. and you came up with uh at the end of the tour you ran a whole bracket of your predictions and this is not just like your gut predictions this is the the predictions based on a lot of math mm-hmm. um how comfortable are you explaining the math and also hey listener how comfortable are are you to listen to some of this math <laughs> so the idea is uh the idea behind it is i don't know if you know of bill james he writes the baseball abstract he helps the red Sox, uh and i thank the red Sox for defeating the dodgers in the world series but um he uses a formula called log five which basically pits uh two two no it's yeah basically batter versus pitcher or team mm-hmm. versus team and taking uh, percentages and saying, okay, who's, who's favored or who's projected to, to win, um, to win a game or win the at bat, um, to win the matchup. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we, like, were, we okay. were talking about Moneyball before this. That's yeah. Yeah. So this is going a little bit to the, to, um, to uh, another realm, but I, I saw a lot, a lot of predictive models and I was always curious about like, okay, if I take the, the numbers that I have, and try to predict who would win. Uh, what what can I come up with? You know, what does Nate Silver um, use? I mean, I don't know what he uses for his. Um, what do the New York Times um, use? And I decided, you know, okay, log five seems simple, seems seems easy enough to to use. So why don't I just take every round, uh, every player's round one percentage? So it'd be round one, you win. Uh, after you win round one or after you lose and then round three, then take the player strength of schedule. So somebody who faced a lot of cupcakes is going to get penalized versus someone like, uh, Oh, say Gatchkun who had a really strong, um, gauntlet. He faced mm-hmm. a really strong gauntlet in 2018. We take those numbers, run a run 10,000 games and c- come up with the winner. So that was kind of the idea behind it. And a lot of it is it's run in Excel. So I can see 
um, the results uh, mm -hmm. a little bit faster because my my other coding skills are not um, quite up there yet um, where I could just do it in a browser. So that's kind of the the general idea behind it. Uh, and, and then and, and you also recorded a YouTube video of you of you doing this. Well, you yeah. you streamed it and then what well, did you? Hold on. Now I'm trying to think if I watched it in a, in a Twitch archive or a YouTube archive. Did it's you probably a Twitch archive because I got like one viewer. <laughs> okay. All right. That was like me or Maybe it was you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, but no. Uh, so like, yeah, maybe I'll try and find that link after this. But like you, you showed exactly what you did for, for every single match. And it showed yeah. uh, at the very end of it, it output basically a percentage chance of this player winning the set over another yeah. um what was your i forget what was like the uh what's the word i'm looking for um the margin of error there if it was like five percent or like within 20 percent or something like that well i didn't put like a, a, a margin of error because i wasn't sure like what would work if it was <laughs> if it was a tenth of percent or a quarter what i did do was if if both players were within 1% of each other, then I hmm. said the match was too close to call that it was pretty much dead. Even, I mean, 51 49 was dead even in, in my book. Hmm. And a lot of people would say, well, what about if it was within 50, it was like 525 to 475. Is that still too close to call? You know, it, it may be, it may vary for, for other people. For me, it was, okay, if you're within 1%, that's, that's what, uh, that's what I think. Which happened. Would be. Yes. There was one, it was, oh my gosh, was it CJ Truth versus. I oh it. Was it Fudo and Chris T? It might've been Fudo and Chris T. There was a lot of too close to call matches, but there was one where, and I should say that for this year, I did 10,001 um, uh, uh, games. Mm -hmm. the the final score i think it was 5001 to 5000 like it was dead dead even separated by one game like that's how close it was. i think it was it was cj truth versus somebody and and i was like i saw that i was like i can't believe that it's this close with statistically yeah 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 that they based on who they faced and how they play in every round that that was the the result. All right. Yeah. So with that, with that in mind, I would recommend people go and look at your predictive bracket. Um, you posted your predictive bracket. It's on, yeah. it's on the website. It's on challenge. Um, mm -hmm. um, and I, and it's on my Twitter. If you just, if you do a search on Twitter for challenge and my, and my handle, it should come up. Or if, yeah, if you just search like the game 2k and Gatchacoon, there, it should come up. At some it should point. come up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It is within your history. And because you haven't been posting for the past, uh, like three months, uh, yeah. it's like, you don't have to scroll very far folks. It's yeah. like right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find it. <laughs> um, but I would recommend people go and look at that because it's, but I think it also matters of like the context of you running those, uh, running those predictions and seeing like how close things were of like quote unquote upsets that happen in your mm -hmm. bracket versus, uh, what actually ended up happening. Uh, so I kind of want to ask you like, were there any upsets that like threw up a red flag to you? 
No, I don't think I, I think the upset in general was when when I kept running different scenarios, like I ran the bracket as is. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, Okay, you know, what, what would happen if this player didn't have to face this person and, you know, just kind of like taking certain, certain different matchups and then running the bracket from there. And Tokido kept getting stopped before top eight. Mm -hmm. And once he got to top eight, he would not like he was done. He couldn't he couldn't win. Could not progress. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, what happened here? Why does the computer not like Tokido? He was 40 and 14 in top eight matches. He he had the most wins of anybody. He had had a great season. Yeah, he had the most unbelievable season of I mean anybody. I mean, you put his up against Punk 2017. I mean, it's it's there. And mm -hmm. and I'm like, this he did this and he can't get to top eight. The computer doesn't like him. I'm like, okay. What's happening here? And I, and that goes to kind of the reason why I, I, I needed to do some, I guess, self-acceptance with the projection. It was, I when I first built it, I was like, okay, I want every match to be correct. I wanted to, you know, to get me top eight and then I'm going to start sending money to somebody and we're going to start betting on. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but we, we will, we will talk about this in a moment, folks. Like maybe if you, if that's what you're interested in, if you're listening to this podcast and thinking, well, yeah, let's talk about like, let's talk about betting. We'll, we'll get there folks, but this <laughs> yeah. is the nitty gritty. We're in yeah. gears right now. This is how yeah. the sausage is made. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think anybody wants to see the code, aka the sausage. I don't want yeah. to see your code yeah. sausage. It's yeah. all over the place. It's a mess. Oh yeah, it's all yeah. sinewy and it's terrible. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> the thing about what I had to, I guess, accept in terms of doing this was not to always be correct, but always to find out why, why a projection was correct or why it was why why it was incorrect, and that has led me to a lot more answers about some of these players that have been competing in, in CPT and Gfinity. Mm -hmm. uh, the one thing about like Tokido was I have his uh, numbers here and his winning percentage in the first three games of, uh, you know what, actually let me pull it up here, but I think while I pull that up here, one, another player that really defied the odds was uh, Itazan. And what I noticed oh, yeah. with him last year was when when he was defying the odds, it was because he would lose a lot of rounds. I mean, he would lose 50% health yeah. very early in rounds. And that's how he would go work. on to lose. That's how yeah, Abigail and, works. Yeah, and then he would somehow uh, lose those rounds. But in the rounds that he... He won. He was able to. Um, he was able to come back from that early deficit and win. And mm -hmm. so he was defying the odds there. I'm like, oh, okay. Now I have to be aware of that. When yeah, I'm, I'm looking you know, at his stats right now, and it's his below 25% comeback rate is like crazy higher than anyone else's yeah yeah like it's ridiculously it's, higher yeah and that's just the power of abigail but I mean, people you know it's funny is people and, always and ask Zangief, me, to be, to be yeah. fair like that not not in that particular season i think zangief mm -hmm. it might be that way in this season which is why he switched back to zangief but that's a whole other yeah. conversation uh he tends to play those characters he's done some really good interviews that 
like make him out to be a very good gambler. Watch the born free interview with, mm-hmm. with Itabashi and yeah. it all makes sense of like, Oh, he's just like super good at betting. Like his bets are, yeah. he lets it yeah. ride and it's so good. Yeah. And that's when he, when he defies odds, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I just have to say, okay, the projection said this guy was going to win, but it ends in, but I, Sometimes you just have to throw it out and say, okay, what if I turn, if I turn these two numbers into this, maybe ease on it's closer. And that's what mm-hmm. sometimes that's the case. And like Tokido, I mean, like, okay, this, this surprised me when I looked it up after, after Capcom Cup was over mm-hmm. when the, when they're in, when they're in games in rounds after, or I should say before somebody takes a two Oh or two one lead. His winning percentage in rounds is 555. Yeah. And I'm like, what? It's 555 whether, whether he takes the lead or his opponent takes a 2-1 or 2-0 lead. After, in every game after that, his winning percentage in rounds is 618. So almost a 60, 60 well, it is a 60-point jump in wins. So he was 11 and 10 when he was behind 2-0 or 2-1 in a, in a match. He won 11 matches when he was he fell behind 2-0 or 2-1. And that was it right there. And so the idea behind that was the computer did not like that he was always falling behind early in the games because obviously you're going to get three guaranteed games, which was the case with, with those. Mm-hmm. With those. And the last two are not guaranteed. And Tokido, basically, if he could get to those last two games, he was money. Better than most anybody else who had qualified for Capcom Cup. But the computer said, he's not getting there. Mm-hmm. So that was the reason why he didn't make top eight. And I was just stunned. I I, I was like, there, there has to be a reason. Now, obviously, it got it correct that Tokido did not make top eight. Right. But... I, I was just stunned as anybody. I'm like, this, I, you know, this can't be that, correct. I think that makes sense, though, because I see him, especially in 2018, him being a very adaptive player. I saw so many instances of him, like I have storied instances of him adapting, like mm-hmm. uh, when uh, El Chicote beat him at, at SCR. The very next tournament, he said, never again, never going to get bodied by a Mika like that. And then just embarrassed Fudo. Like the, his adaptation, super like on point, Mm -hmm. not necessarily that can't necessarily apply that to him in the, uh, his long set against Daigo earlier this year in the Kimono Michi, but that's a whole other conversation Mm -hmm. uh, of how Daigo went in the CPT, which was Owen to I forget was that predicted in your in your bracket I'm not sure let me pull it up here yeah I, for, I forget some of the like the I early 32 was, I think it, I think that was I think Daigo was predicted to go somewhat far let me see here Daigo Daigo I Daigo, think you Daigo. had him over Punk and then that was like the first major oh no upset. I yeah I had no, I had Punk over Daigo that was oh yeah Punk versus Daigo was too close to call Punk yeah. won uh, but right, I had Punk right, winning, right. and then Daigo went. Uh, he was supposed to face Storm Kubo, and yeah, I had him going pretty far. I actually had him going top eight. Hmm. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, that that one I missed. That that was the <laughs> monkey, was but also that was a too close to call match. Yes. So yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. So he he had a lot of too close to call matches. So in that case, if it's a coin flip, it just it just happens. So right. yeah, and then you kind of understand why. And and he he himself said, you know, jet lag. He just wasn't feeling good. He, my computer does not, you know, the to not add in the factor of not feeling good it's just yeah. you did or you didn't and here's the the numbers did sleepy uh, die go get his yeah. get his good good sleeps uh, yeah sleepy it's like Daigo super important time yeah yeah i don't i don't know if you've ever met Daigo, but like almost any time that i've seen him he's just he looks like he's zombified in a way but i've only yeah. ever seen him in America, I haven't seen. Yeah, that. I when when we did the book uh, Evil Moment Thirty Seven, I had a I had I had I had taken an hour with him, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he was you know, very gracious as ever, you know, to you know to do the interview, and and you know, he was he was like, okay, I probably answered every question about the Daigo Perry a million yeah. times Old in the last him. nine years, and you know, we're going to do it again. But I, I, I had explained to him that, you know, the reason I'm doing this is because 10 year anniversary and you know, all that stuff. So yeah, that's, a, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, great person. Yeah. I just, uh, it's kind of unfortunate that, uh, you know, jet mm-hmm. lag really just crush countered him. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, <laughs> he threw out a slow normal in the neutral and he got bopped for it. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but in any event, at the at the end of the day, your your predictions ended up being ultimately true. Yeah. Uh, it did not predict, however, that Gotcha Kun that 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 bracket would get reset. That was like you mu- your your butthole must have been so clenched when that reset happened. You must have been. Yeah, and uh, you know, I had thought that you know, okay, Izan had made it this far. I know the mid round with him is just so important. Mm-hmm. So I'm just watching every mid round, and I'm thinking it's it's if if he got huh. if he got down 50 percent health, like it's over. It's it's over, and that's what happened in the first yeah. set. And then all of a sudden, Gatchkun just switched. He just played slower, played more spacious, and that's. That was the difference. I'm like, yeah. okay, he's got to get somebody's going to figure out because after that Bonchan match, I think it was a Bonchan or yeah. um, that was yeah, the was first like, set in top eight. For yeah, and I was Gosh like, Kun and Bonchan. Yeah, and that made me a little bit nervous. I was like, okay, he, it's not going to happen. It, there's just no way because <laughs> Bonchan had a day. He it had a day so to close. to figure it out. Yeah, he had a day to figure it out, and I'm like, okay, Bonchan's going to. He couldn't do it, but that's enough intel for uh, Fujimura to figure him out. And you would then, think because Fujimura yeah. also had a stellar season. His stats were very yeah. good. Yeah, and I, I'm just thinking like that he must have gotten hit by volume as well. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, yeah, it, it it's pretty crazy that Gatchikun, who went, what was it, 10 and 7, just 10 and 7 for the year, had a, he was above average in in, in rounds and he had a great strength of schedule and the computer just said, you know what? It, it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and also up until that, it, like the crazy thing watching is that up until that bond bond match didn't lose a set. Mm-hmm. Didn't lose a one. 
that's what got me scared because yeah. <laughs> I had said, Oh, easy. Because like, like the 2000, we're doing the 10 year challenge thing. 2008, we would have been like, I'm, I'm thumping my chest. I'm like yelling. I'm like, it's going to happen today, you know, or it's going to happen tomorrow. Catch. He's going to win. He ain't going to drop no sets. You know, it's over. The computer says, yes, we're doing, you know, we're running around error. But I would like, when that happened, I was like, there's just no way he has to, rest- he, he has to lose at some point. And it, 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 it's just going to, he's going to go in two mm-hmm. because those nine games, people are going to figure out like, okay, there's a pattern there, which I think was, he, he was, he was playing spacious. He was slowing down time. Yeah. And I'm like, there's just no way. And somehow he survived, you know, three, he survived three points. Yeah. Yeah. He really crazy. did. Yeah. But like his, it's, his top eight is actually really exciting to watch considering like if you had it in your, like that's my whole lens for watching Capcom cup was knowing that you had predicted this and thinking, well, I, he he is the favorite here, but things are really ooh ooh. It's getting close, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. getting close, fam. Yeah. yeah, and I think what really got me nervous wasn't that he kept winning, but it was that Tokido lost mm. at some point. Mm. He lost before top eight, and that was that was kind of the signal that oh no, if if the computer got Tokido right, and Gachikun's <laughs> now destroying the field, <laughs> like because that was the signal. Tokido right. was the signal because um, you could see that early. Yeah, yeah, that something was something was up um, with with the bracket. I'm like, but man, Gatsu is here. But I just can't. You know what? It reminds me of. It reminds me of oh the year um, F Champ won Evo for Marvel. Hmm. I forgot what year it was. It 2012 or 13. He 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 had three would everybody yeah up until top eight and then top eight was the the fight probably one of the greatest fights uh, to win ever just because of the gauntlet he had to keep keep facing but that it reminded me of that because I was like wow he just he didn't necessarily get couldn't necessarily didn't didn't coast um to to top eight but mm-hmm. it was like wow he hadn't dropped a game he's he had gotten every advantage and now those three the next you know, day two is like wow now he's in the he's he's in a fight for his you know tournament life mm-hmm. on every round on every and every move it, it's just it was just unbelievable it, it really was unbelievable that year for f champ was 2012 by the way just, okay all right just had to had to fact check that real quick okay. had spot check that real quick uh but no that's cool uh what i think that that is i don't know it's cool that you are doing this like i, I have to say because you're the only one in the fgc who is uh, oh actually there are a few others oh really there are a few others yeah yeah enlighten uh, me i'm yeah. i'm a dullard in this situation yeah um so we have really um we have uh, Taffo. I don't know if you actually, he's a really good person. You should interview him too. Sure. Taffo yeah. does, um, he has a whole database on melee, uh, melee numbers. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it is unbelievable. Like it, he has it broken down by um, stages. I believe it's broken down by stages, characters, and uh, game totals, uh, which I think they call um, set totals over there. But yeah, it is just, it's amazing. Like how, in depth and he can pull numbers like 
super fast. And I remember I had asked him about like, okay, how, how should I present my, my numbers? Um, to him, he gave me some, he gave me some great tips on, uh, what to do. Um, when, as I was building the site out. So yeah, I thank him a lot. And yeah, his, his stuff, like everybody goes to him mm-hmm. for melee numbers. So they're like mangoes playing hungry box. What's the set count? When, when, when was the last time play? And he's got, he's got all of that. It is unbelievable. Uh, another guy, uh, or another team, um, is and one frame. That, is that oh. specifically for smash um, and melee? I, yeah, I think he does melee. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he does, um, smash four. Well, smash four's gone, but, um, I didn't know if she Smaltimate. did smash four. Yeah. Or ultimate uh, now, but I know for sure melee because, um, yeah, because he had, he has worked with um, some some of the top players and mm-hmm. some some of the teams to to get um, to just get some ideas of like I mean obviously stages do matter and character matchups do matter and the combination of both is really yeah Smash is is kind in, of a getting I, I yeah. can imagine the stats there get really weird yeah because I mean the only guarantee you know in melee is that if you're facing Mewtwo King. And you beat him, you know the next game you're facing him against Asmarth on um, FD. That's just, it's the greatest home field advantage of all time in esports. <laughs> him following a loss on FD and him playing Marth, I, I, he has to have like, I, I don't know the number, but it has to be like a 99% win rate. <laughs> for those, for those listeners un- who aren't familiar with Smash, FD final destination that's the that's the big open wide stage there's no platforms it's just a big wide stage Mm -hmm. and he just he just goes to town on him and and the thing is every player i'm pretty sure knows they are going to be doing that and they still have a tough time dealing with it is it's it is it's unbelievable. Huh. It is really unbelievable. So I didn't know so, that because personally, I don't. I don't follow Smash as much to mm-hmm. to know about. I, I did follow Tafo before mm-hmm. before I just like looked it up, like looked him up. Yeah. I was like, oh no, fuck, I do follow him. So all oh, right. okay. no, I do. All right, all right cool. Okay. Uh, and I, so, I recommend people do that as well. Yeah. So another group uh, that does stats is uh, One Frame Link, and they do. Yeah general i don't i'm not sure if they do like i know they were trying to do something sort of like um hits per second um different averages they actually helped out with um the the cpt point system and and they do a lot of different um stats uh you know throughout the year and i think they did help out with uh tekken which was really great yeah they did so i definitely recommend that they uh that people check them out uh as well mm-hmm. um another group is i think oh gosh is it um panda global not panda global you know, specifically they may have um people within panda global who do um database work pulling oh you know what i think it is that they are the ones who do um smash for data i think and they may panda be doing and liquid run data yeah team liquid do yeah i think so they may have their whole ultimate uh, or smash for um, database of, of numbers. I remember, oh gosh, what was it? During a uh, civil war, somebody had pulled up um, uh, matchup totals mm-hmm. as the, as that, um, that, that team tournament was happening uh, the top eight and then uh, civil war itself. So they have may got him from Panda global, but I, I apologize. I'm, I'm not sure if it, um, if it's them or 
somebody else. Hmm. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's, and I wish I did. Uh, we'll, because... we'll let, hey, no one's fact checking this podcast. Yeah. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> no one's going to angrily get at you in any way. Trust me. Yeah. Uh, we deliver the facts here, folks. What we say is final and good and pure. Yeah. Uh, no, but, no, the but so those are the, those are the places that you can that you can all go to find stats on fighting games in general. But what you're doing, though, I think that you're going also a step deeper. You're not just looking at the stats. You're talking to the players. Uh, and I think that that sets up a potential 2019 release for for your upcoming book. Yeah, uh, so I'm coming out with a book next week. Uh, I'm not sure when this podcast is oh, going to really? be released. But, okay, so uh, you're yeah. like, you're, no, it, this pot, by the way, this podcast is coming out the, like the minute it's finished. The minute oh, okay. I hit stop, <laughs> it's going to like go up. Uh, okay. But I didn't know that next week. Shit. Yeah, so next week, I've been, I've, this is the reason why I've been off social media is because I've been finishing my book. It's called Fighting with Numbers. It's the 2019 mm-hmm. edition of uh, the book. I did have one um of the similar title mm-hmm. last year um that looked at oh then it looked at uh numbers with uh, the cpt and specifically laura because that's what got me back into tracking numbers um really? so to speak yeah huh. well because you know you you know what always happens with every Every time a new character comes out, there's always these. Sorry, I accidentally hit my soundboard. Can you repeat that? Oh, yeah. Okay. So there's always, you know, every time a new character comes out, there's 500 Twitter videos of how this this character can come back from 1% health using the same combo and wins. And yeah. they're they're deemed the greatest character of all time. And that's Comeback what happened Fighter with, Five is what they called it. Exactly, and that's what happened with Laura in 2017 before uh, CPT. That CPT began, and mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? That ain't ha- this ain't true. This this cannot be true. So my whole goal was to track uh, health progress, uh, track time, and and just say like Laura is not what she really is. And it, that turned out to be very, very true, <laughs> mm-hmm. especially top eights where she had, yeah. I think, probably one of the worst win percentages uh, of the 2017 regular season. And really, I think at one point she was the worst character other than Rue, who was 0-2. Mm-hmm. Like, Laura was something like 40 wins and 140 losses. And yeah, which was she really did it's... not make any splashes. The in, moment like, she got the top lot? eight, yeah, top eight, she was, she she was done for basically. Yeah. 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 So this year's book is looking at a lot of CPT as well um, with the focus. Well, the focus is a lot of uh, just kind of a lot of topics about CPT and Gfinity. Mm-hmm. And one of the characters I dive into is Cammy because as we saw last year, Everybody was talking about Cammy. Just Cammy is overpowered. Cammy needs help. But what do the numbers really say? And so when people read this, and and, I mean, all the numbers are available in the database. If you look at uh, specific players, I mean, the answer, what Capcom is going to have to do before the season, because obviously I'm thinking they're going to, they're going to do another update before the season begins. Mm -hmm. And really, I don't know. I don't know what you do because 
on one side, the numbers say that she really needs a lot of help to be, to, to contend. The data suggests. Yeah. The data suggests she needs help to contend, but the problem is she did contend and got to a lot of grand finals and just flamed out right at the end so where's the balance what's happening here is it just that kazunoko is a god among humans well yes well the only players who won a tournament or won a top eight i believe last year with cammy were um were cj truth and nl Mm -hmm. and when nl won combo breaker oh i I wish i had my notes with me but uh it was something like Almost, it was more than a dozen events. Cami reached grand finals or was using grand finals and did not win. Mm-hmm. So, what do we what do we say? Do we say, well, Cami got to the end? Now, Glenn, I don't know end. about that. I've been yeah. on Twitter and Cami is, she's OP, right? She has all the tools, all of her buttons are the best. She's right in my face all day. Corner carry, are you kidding me? Well, if you Tick ask, throws, should I just take the throw? She's the best grappler in the game, Glenn. Yeah. yeah well, if you ask the law of the cam users, they say they have, they have they struggle to to get in. I'm in very mad characters. about this character. I have to let the internet know. I have to yeah. yell. I'm very angry. She's so strong. Please nerf. Yeah, because you, know, you know what's funny is that she was in involved in the five most common matchups in top eight last year hmm. she had a winning record in one of them huh and it was it was let me pull it up here That's it was cami versus arbica 35 to 30. Hmm. so they played 65 times and cami barely won by five games over armika huh. the rest it's not even close akuma she was down 13 games uh gal she was down 20 23 games ibuki hmm. She was down 11 games, and Manette uh, was 34-32, so that was the closest one. Right. Um, but she still lost that right. matchup. Yeah. Huh. So what do you do? And in, in and the thing is that in terms of usage, where, you, where, where I count every game as, uh, as a use, Cami was in 787 games in top eights last year. 700, that's almost one out of four games played the whole the whole year, mm-hmm. one out of every four games we saw a Cami, and nobody else. Akuma was at six fourteen from yeah six fourteen, six hundred fourteen games. No other character was was in five hundred games, which means, I mean, it's it. I I don't know. Like, so she had, she had. Uh, let me get her winning percentage for the year was 471. So if we look at it that way, she was bad. Yeah. Overall, she was bad against the, the, the other more common matchups. Yeah. She was bad against the, and you know what? The other thing too, is that she got a bump. It was 471, but really CJ truth at the end of the, those last two events Mm -hmm. before Capcom cup, Really, if if not for him, it's worse. And then what? What are we going to do? Because well, she needs help, but then she, then again, she doesn't need help. So I've got some news I, for you. Yeah. They gave her pretty much nerfs across the board. Yeah. 
And that's what I was guessing what was going to happen. Because do we nerf her because she's in so many games and it just becomes this, this, your eyes just begin to bleed because you just keep seeing her? Or do you help her because the winning person, the, the numbers say she just can't match up against the, the, because really the numbers don't lie. Yeah. I don't, it's just so it was when I, when I did this research, yeah, it was just fascinating because that is, that is fascinating. Cause she yeah. was on the, the tip of everyone's tongue. Yeah. You could see every, it was almost every single premiere. You would see tons of top pro players being like, man, fuck this character. Yeah. Openly but, and outwardly just saying that. Yeah. But, but then again, it's like, you know, she's averaging her, her closeout rate is, is great. She gets a lot of leads mm-hmm. late in rounds, but she doesn't get enough leads. <laughs> so the rounds where she does get that lead and she wins, and everybody's just like, "Oh my goodness, I can't believe this! This is this is happening." But so how often t- is that happening? So tell me about this about your book. Tell me about K. Brad. K. Brad. Oh, you know the that was kind of the plan was to talk about this very this. See, I think the K bread versus Louis man match was kind of one of the more important matches of the earlier part of the year. This might've been because, the turning point early in 2018 CPT. Yeah. And, and the reason was because no, I, I don't think anybody had really thought about the point system. No. I mean, they kind of have the idea of, okay, you know, get your wins and premieres, do well in premieres, go to Evo and kind of just ride that wave of ranking events where you can and, and try to get a captain cup. But the moment K. Brad lost that match to Louis Man, and I think he was up two to one, and he lost that match. I think that's when the the alarm sounded because he he if it might have been after that or the next tournament where he said like the the 2018 Capcom Pro Tour season is going to make a man out of everybody. It's going to like you are going to be in the grind. I'm like that didn't make I'm like I'm I don't understand. And then I looked, I was like, oh, he had made three top eights and he only has twelve points. And that's, that's what uh, it turned into. Yeah. And I was like, wow. To now perform well in the CPT 2018, you yeah. had to be on it yeah. every and, single week. Yeah. And just to see and him, that's why I thought that match was so important because right. it's like, I don't think anybody says anything um, had he won that match. I, don't, I think everybody just goes around and says, okay, all right, we're just going to grind and we're going to grind and, and get our points. But he brought it up and I was like, and then I started taking a look. I'm like, Oh, this is, this is very, this, this needs to be, this needs to be looked at. But right. before I could look at it, everybody already had, had followed, had seen what Cape Bad was writing. And I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, they, they were already sounding the alarms. Yeah. Cause for, for yeah. context, everybody last year, uh, ranking events gave a lot more points. Uh, mm-hmm. and in 2018, that was, that one was just nipped. Yeah. Except for if you got first, you got this rewarded. Yeah. Anything other than first, it, it kind of didn't matter if you showed up. Yeah. yeah. And you know what was funny was in, in doing the research, it, it, and I do talk about this in the book, was mm-hmm. first and second place in every event. Now, you know, the, it's, it's a common fear of, of players. It's like, well, okay, if I win and the person gets second, if, if two second places beat a first place mm-hmm. 
you know, it, it's common, right? But in CPT, that didn't happen. You couldn't take two second places to over uh, overtake somebody who got it first place. You had to do it two and then some change um, in order to make that happen. For three months, and in, in the month I took off social media, and in, you know, a couple months um, other than that, I was like, okay, there has to be another. There has to be another pro tour, sports, esports. I mean, whatever you may think of there has to be another pro tour that does it that that does it where two seconds can't be a first there has to be another one i was thinking like can any is there anyone that comes to mind i mean can you think of anyone that comes to mind no i'm i'm stumped honestly yeah so i was yeah i couldn't think of it like okay maybe the um the fedex cup did it because i mean obviously they have like tons of players and they go to 60 players after the cut and then, you know, you get your wins and, you, you know, and, and they're fighting, you know, on different courses throughout the year to, mm-hmm. to get into the, to the FedEx cup, you know, ATP, you know, all those tennis players, they always, they go everywhere. I searched dozens and dozens of events for three months, trying to find one. <laughs> and I was like, I, 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 it was up until, uh, it was actually up until last week. And I was like, you know, what? I give up. I, I, I'm going to say there's not one that does it. And I, I tried every search, every keyword, and I found one. Oh, really? I thought I you were going to say you didn't find any. And then no, weeks I, later, someone would be like, in the tube and throat singing competitions yeah. held in. <laughs> you know what's funny is before I, before I say what, what league that was, um, this, those these point systems for these other leagues, sports, mm. esports, are pretty damn amazing. Like in the oh, let me let me get it here. It's the the professional um, badminton um, pro tour. They have a pro tour for badminton. Like you down some badminton. Yeah, you almost get twelve thousand points for first place. <laughs> I'm like, so I mean, you throw out that number, but like, as opposed to what, like, the... yeah, the second place gets ten thousand or okay. ten thousand ish points. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that that's context because you could have yeah. said, it, and then second place gets twenty billion furlongs, yeah. and it's like I don't know what that means, my, my guy. Yeah, so, no, okay, that I'm... that puts it in perspective, though. That's cool. So I was like, there's got to be like, there's got to be one, and the one that was was the Arc Revo Pro Tour. They, from what I saw, you get first place gets 550 points and second place gets 250 points. It was the only one. So that's the only one I found in three months where two seconds can't beat a first. And it was amazing because it's like I, everybody has this fear. I had this fear when I was um, competing long, long time ago in other games that, uh, you know, were very small where you have this fear like, oh man, this person, I, I, I just finished, I just beat this person, but I can't go to the next event. So they're going to get, they're going to get to grand finals again, get second and they're going to overtake me. Yeah. Cause I'm this, seeing they, here first place gets 550, second place gets 250. 250. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was the only one that I could find. I mean, even like the more complicated ones, like the, the pro disc golf, Association has their pro- yes. See, this is how far I went to find, to find one. Pro disc golf man. The pro disc golf association says, okay, you get one. I believe it's one hundred points for first, ninety nine for second, and then all the way down. 
but then it's prorated based on the type of event. So you get a multiplier based on where you competed. So like if you're competing in a world, it's a, it's multiplied. You also get a multiplier for how many blunts you smoke during the (laughs) tournament. Is that part of it? So yeah, I like, think it's well, 420 you, or something like that. If you clear like that. this rip out, you get two times the points. Yeah. <laughs> or is it minus points because you get better? I don't know. That's buck wild. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a weird yeah. system. It is. Yeah. Some of these systems are, that's, it, it fascinated me when I was doing the research. Because it's like, these point systems have to be some of the most, I, I don't even know how these people keep up <laughs> with it. with it. And somehow they get, they find a way to get their playoffs. You know, like how CPT does. And And what they do must work for them. Yeah, yeah. So one of my suggestions was first and second have to be closer. You know, it has to be, you just have to take that fear. Um, You just have to set aside that fear and say, you know what? First and second have to be closer and we just have to not worry about it really. Let me ask you this. Were you approached at all by any... and maybe you can't legally say this, but were you approached at all by anyone at Capcom? Wink at me if 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 yes. Uh, no, actually, you know what's funny was I always, <laughs> uh, I have always you know put it out there that you know I'm willing to help anybody right. who you know wants to to understand the stats more. And I have gotten a couple people, you know, just on the side saying like, uh, "Can you help me out with this matchup?" or right. "Can you help me out with this matchup?" But not uh, any. Uh, corporate entity or team. Oh, really? Or... So you've had just players asking, where do I need to focus on in the match so that yeah. I can statistically do better in, in this match? That's actually, that's awesome. Yeah. So I won't have your name that... names, but I will ask you off mic. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're not going to, rec- I won't, yeah. I won't make you say that in a recorded fashion, but I'm going to know that info folks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've had players and commentators um, ask me about. Makes sense for commentators you know, because yeah. you want to like, if, if I'm a pro tour commentator and I don't know the stats, then I must be one hell of a hype man. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's, it, it's great to, you know, get message from, from the commentators and players saying like, Hey, do you know about this match? And I got a few of those um, before Capcom cup, which was great. Cause I was mm-hmm. debating whether I was going to like take a break from social media then. And then um, I got started getting messages like, Hey, um, I need some, I need, we're doing research. I'm like, okay, all right, right. All right. All right. Let me pull my data. And then, um, yeah, uh, gave them, gave them info. So you may have seen some of that. Um, others, I think held it in until the show began or just was kind of like getting, um, an idea of, okay, this player may be, this may, player may be over this player. So let me get, let me do some more research on, right. on, um, player a over player B. Um, so it wasn't really the exact stats of, of a player. It was kind of more like, all right, what am I focusing on? Like when everybody saw Gatchikun in the bracket, they were like, okay, all right, let's focus on Gatchikun. Um, Cause we're always going to focus on Takedo. Uh, but if Gatchikun is showing up higher in the bracket, okay, then I guess something's up. So let's see what, right. let's see what's going to happen. So it's just kind of a, uh, kind of those uh, Cassandra signals of, of, okay, just be aware of this uh, ahead of time and, try to heed not necessarily warning but just kind of um heed the the call of what's going on so 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's. I mean, anytime a player or a commentator messages me, it's it's just it's it's. I, I feel validated because I I know that um, I the work is not should. being. I honestly yeah. think you should. I think the the work that you've done speaks for itself. Yeah, thank you. Hey, no problem. And I am I am personally looking forward to this book, which is coming out next week. Apparently, are you self publishing? Yep. It is self published. Yep, Where? that's Game Respect Game. Yeah. Game Respect on Game. on Amazon. Yeah. Which, by the way, this is kind of, hey, folks. Again, sausage being made. I know that we're really getting into the sausage, but let's let's get a little bit more refined. Let's grind the sausage a little more. Hey, how do you feel about like Amazon switching directly to all Kindle Direct publishing and not going through CreateSpace anymore? What the fuck's the deal with that? Oh, you you know, I had never even paid attention to. That. I mean, the last time I used CreateSpace was for Evo One with Thirty Seven, which two thousand fourteen. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea that they were uh, they were making they just, changes. They made that yeah, change just, this year. I mean, it's it's like not even a thing anymore. It's yeah, all on, to, it's all on KDP. Yeah, I just planned to to just e do an e publish, and that was it. Yeah, no no physical book because oh, the book is going to be short. Book, so. it's real nice. Yeah, it's, nice. it's twenty thousand words, mm. but it's definitely like much much larger than uh, last year's book by by a lot. I think it's double. But fair. I, I guess I'll have to think about that. You think know? about uh, it. Yeah. Think about it. They're nice little keepsakes. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, folks, have, uh, I'm looking forward to it though. And you have yeah. that slated for next week. If if it doesn't come out next week, then we'll just add another week to that it's i'll give a like, free i'll give a free copy or something yeah, yeah it's, it's not like you're working with a publisher that is yeah. other than yourself being like mm-hmm. oh dang <laughs> like spacing i did a weird spacing on this one paragraph yeah exactly yeah beans yeah, yeah there's uh, no publishers telling me how do you spell gachacoon <laughs> i think you're not sending be, this yeah. to an editor i mean maybe you are sending this to an editor i don't know yeah. um but no. anyway, folks. All right. So that's that covers the book. You've talked about your plans for 2019. That kind of covers all of our slated topics. The one thing that I might have wanted to bring up, which we don't really need to dig into. Uh, it's just something that I had been wanting to talk to you about since I saw it, which was the World Poker Tour and Esports Arena merger that happened like at this point, this must have been a month ago. Time, I like, I have no idea what time. My yeah, life's been a like, month I've, ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've been in like, man, I have no idea what time means anymore. It feels like it's already 2020 right now mm-hmm. to me, yeah. folks. And it is, we haven't even been like three weeks into <laughs> into 2019, and I want this year to be done. Yeah, um, same. <laughs> fuck, uh, but. So this big merger happened, and I thought almost for sure, and I asked you this before we started recording, I was like, dang, these people, if they're doing any kind of Street Fighter-related, esports-related content, and they want the numbers, and they're going to be in Las Vegas, and they're going to have betting, they're definitely talking to Glenn. Yeah, and I think... Betting, well, they haven't talked to me, but I should probably put that out there. Yeah, to be clear, you're like, yeah. I, I only bring it up because I know the answer is no. If I knew yeah, the I'm, answer was I'm yes, I my, wouldn't have. I'm looking directly at my phone, waiting for the call, 707. Yeah, just or not 707, in a, I, like in a dark like, room looking at a phone yeah. of like a light glow being like, oh, Yeah, just waiting for the number 702 to come up on the phone. I'll just like answer it right away. Yeah, it wouldn't take me like a nanosecond. <laughs> but I think, uh, you know, it, it is really interesting that this is 
this is something that is going to be brought to 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 potentially us and mm-hmm. and and definitely betting is going to be the not necessarily the focal point, but it's going to be the 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 one that turns heads because yes, I mean here in I, I mean if I was able to drop a thousand dollars on a Gatchacoon, I, w- I mean I would have taken the four hour drive to to Las Vegas and and just said slap down a thousand dollars, say give me Gatchacoon. And oh, give yeah, me my ticket could've. and just sort of walk away. Yeah. You definitely could have. You could have yeah. walked out with a big old sack of money. Yeah, yeah. Because I think there was one, oh gosh, what was the, there was one website that had Gatchacoon in the top 10 projected favorites. It was, um, gosh, I wish I, I had. I, no, I think I remember what you're talking about. Or it, or I'm thinking of a website that had Itabashi as at like a seven, paying out like seven to one or something like that. Yeah. Like something crazy that was yeah. like, if you made this bet, then you are making bank right now. Yeah. And what's funny was too, is I, oh, I wish I had the site, but I know I had seen it where problem X was kind of in that, that, that middle range of, of bets mm-hmm. or that betting line. And then all of a sudden the, it, he just shot up into top four, which, which was like, okay, somebody's putting money down on, on problem X to win this, which is fine because his, his numbers were great too. You know, right. I think yeah. I had him getting to top eight. Yeah, uh, honestly, well. that was kind of a surprise to me that he. Oh, no, I had him just out of top eight, but yeah, yeah over Daigo. I think it was too close to call, but yeah, yeah I was like, wow, somebody's putting money on uh, on Problem X to this number just shot up right. to to top four, and obviously Tokido was was the favorite there. So because uh, I know I had I had people, and you know, and and I should say this because this happened two years in a row, who were prior to Capcom Cup people were asking me like, who do you think is the favorite to win? Because they were going to put money down. They just wanted to see if the betting line was similar to what I had. Hmm. And that I found that super interesting. And I think that's what we're going to see. Not necessarily what you're going to see with my stuff and this, uh, but someone's going to run these numbers though. Yeah. This, this merger here, this out, uh, uh, world poker tour esports arena, hmm. but somebody's going to start doing, I think you're going to see a lot more people pulling or trying to gather data yeah. in order to get ahead of the, get ahead of the lines, especially when betting starts. starts yeah. Cause to the house wants to give out the right odds. They're yeah. not going to give out gotcha coon paying out seven to one. That would be crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now. I mean, yeah, Tokita would, now. I mean, Tokita would have been, I mean, Gosh, what was he? <laughs> I mean he would have been he would have been so far ahead the favorite. Yeah. And when I those lines I saw that he was kind of just like barely ahead of everybody. And then it just started to then it just started to trickle down to to everybody else. But yeah, yeah, I mean I'm thinking like once one like once one of these uh gambling sites starts collecting data, they can they can start pushing betting lines to um, another level with this, uh, with this, with this merger here. And I think that's really going to turn uh, a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, people on because yeah. we're seeing that with, you know, um, DFS sites. Uh, we're seeing I mean, that with, with hey betting man, sites. I don't give a fuck about horse racing, but yeah. I'll put some money down on yeah. a horse. Yeah. If, if a horse is called, well, I, don't, I don't know, you call it uh last second shot or something. I, I don't know don't, if that's a horse's name. Don't but even hey, talk do to me about the specifics of horse <laughs> care and grooming and yeah. and breeding. Mm, 
If I'm, there's a horse called Tokido, I'll probably put in the thousand dollars. There's a horse called the Raging Demon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if the, the Satsui no horse doe. Yeah, um, exactly. yeah. Then that's where the money's going, folks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But like, I like I'm in agreement that like I feel like something like this could. It, it just makes sense to me that there would be this kind of data if it's easy to track, which I'm not saying it's easy to track, but like you were able to do this on your own uh, at the, do you have a Patreon? What is the, or do you just I don't have a Patreon. Patreon? Really the, the, the way I say support is just buy the book. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's just how I, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I do have a, uh, a job that keeps me busy. That um, is most of the FGC. That is like ninety eight percent of the FGC, and yeah. I say that like it might be ninety nine. In fact, yeah. So that's I tried the entrepreneur crazy. thing and uh, didn't work out well. But uh, I kind of like you know kind of decided okay, I'm gonna be smarter and pick my spots here. And the book is uh, kind of the kind of my way of saying okay, if you want to support, this is uh, this is the way to do it. So yeah. But I think, yeah, betting is going to be, that'll be the key. And, and what's, what I'm curious about is if DFS sites will also start jumping in and saying like, okay, you know, here's, here's the tournament, um, go ahead and pick three players. Or I don't know how they do like, yeah. it could be like MMA or tennis or whatever, where you, you just pick individuals and say, okay, you know, whoever finishes, whoever does the the best uh, and then you stack them up and the winners are winners and that's how it goes. Um, but yeah, so no. And yeah, it, again, this is just something that as soon as I saw this merger happen and I talked about it the week that this happened. So this was look three episodes, maybe four episodes ago. I don't know how time works again. Um, so if you want the details on that, Listen to that episode, uh, but I think that's something to look forward to in the future. Probably a little bit more um, invitational-based events happening, which stacking that up against uh, whatever the Pro Tour is going to look like, because, again, we don't have any 2019 Pro Tour information yet. Yeah, we and, and know. you know, it's still early. I know it's, what, um, 17 days into the new year, and everybody's just thirsty for, they're just thirsty for, I want to know. I think I, I think was it like um, last year's info didn't come until February. So I mean, yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm fried from all the the, the man. And, and yeah. I should say that That's all the, the data I track is manually done. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm still kind of like in a resting pattern right now, and <laughs> hey, I can. Man. I can wait for the uh, wait for all the info to come. I can I can relate to that. Uh, if only there were more hours in the day, I wouldn't use them to work. I would use them to just I would sleep. Just sleep. Exactly. I would sleep. Yeah, I, I'd just be in bed, just chilling, just and resting my eyes. Three hours ain't enough, fam. It ain't yeah. enough to live like a normal human person and have yep. normal human interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, I think that that wraps up. Uh, 2018 and what you've got planned for uh, 2019 at least I'm looking forward to the book looking forward to picking that up and digging into the details um, but that's that's kind of it in terms of topics there was maybe because there's not a whole lot of FGC news typically this is a news podcast but there's at least Street Fighter wise there's the like Mortal Kombat news which 
Um, I don't know. There were some announcements today. You can play as Garrus to to throw a very real sandy right hook into Sonya Blade. Yep. That's about all I, I can yeah. think think of in terms and of the, the fatalities are much more um, visual, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Raiden is bad. He's bad guy this time around. So yeah. it's it's red thunder, not blue. So that's the whole thing. Uh, but that's Mortal Kombat, um, and it, I don't know. It looks like the movement speed is faster. Like the walk speed is faster. Yeah, that's what I caught. Um, the 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 bits and pieces I saw were were it's it's gonna the pace of play should be a little bit faster this time around, which yeah, which is we'll gonna see. be great for 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 the scene because after what happened with CPT, where the pace of play slowed down to to I mean just lower. I mean slower, and I yeah. was that surprised me. Um, yeah. So, so that, that's, that's the other FGC news this week, but that's a show folks. That's it. That's going to do it for us. That that'll wrap up. Um, but I cannot let you go quite yet. Glenn, I have to ask you a line of questioning that I ask all, uh, people who that first time on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, uh, it's a two part question. Okay. Uh, the first question is, what is your favorite normal attack in any fighting game? I would probably say favorite normal attack in any fighting game. I'd probably say low forward from Brew. That's fair. That's it, that's a, it, that's a good it answer. So many, it sets up so many dreams, and and <laughs> that's if you connect it, the the possibilities are endless. So that's what I would say. Yeah, yeah. that is that is a historically. Uh, like a that's like the Swiss Army knife of normals. Yeah, I get you. I I feel that it's a it's a good can opener. Uh, good answer. Which then leads into the second part of the question, which is, what is your favorite combo in any fighting game? Ooh, I you would do say... not have to be able to perform this combo on your own. Is another stipulation here? Yeah, I would say one with combo, but no, no. I <laughs> I would say the the one. I have always loved to do, especially as a kid, was a Mortal Kombat 2. If you could get, oh, yeah, it is Mortal Kombat 2, where it was Scorpion. If you can do a jump kick deep enough, you can teleport to the other side. It connects them, and you can do spear uh, into uppercut. Hmm. Now, it's impossible to do in a tournament because people are going to be ready for that. But if you could just <laughs> nail that. And I was able to just like practice and practice on end and just like, okay, whenever it happens, when I'm in the arcade and whatever, whatever happens, I'm going to be ready to execute it. That is one of my favorite combos to, to pull off. You're going to make uh, someone real mad if they're yeah. standing next to you at the cab and they don't know. Yeah. Cause you're just going from one side to the other. And then you, you just time like, you just time the spear to, to keep them going. And it's like, oh man, it's so good. So good to pull that off. It's a good feeling whenever you have a tactic that just blows up people who don't know. Yeah. When exactly. you know that what you've done, you just go, aha, I've yeah. got you. <laughs> you fall in for my trap card. Yeah. Cause uh, you just, you think, you think they're going to fall off the, <laughs> you think they're just going to drop down after the kick, right. but then they're still juggled. It's like, it's like, oh, it's like now I got to go through more pain and more pain. And then here's an uppercut. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that's a show then, folks. Uh, again, I want to encourage people to follow Glenn at the game 2k on Twitter and just go to the game 2k.com. And that's all spelled out with words. There's mm-hmm. no letters there. It's the game 2k in words.com. Uh, and you have a newsletter, which I would think would be useful if you want any, um, like FGC stat news. Yep. I'm going to start that up, uh, once CPT begins, uh, yeah. So it could be, yeah. Right. Right. When final round begins, that's when I'm going to start uh, putting up the newsletter. You're not going to send an, out a newsletter for your book. Yeah. Uh, I smash that self promo, dude. You gotta, yeah. you gotta hit that SEO. You gotta let people know. Yeah, I thought about that. I was like, oh, you know what? Um, I'll I'll eat it this time around. And no, you know what? You, oh, <laughs> shut up, Glenn. You fucking do it. You promise me right now that you're going to send a newsletter to everyone. All right. Book. All right. Come I'm on, writing, man. I'm How putting can... this down on my Google Calendar. Promote. <laughs> Please. Book in email. Okay. Once it's done, that's why people sign up for a newsletter. They want to know when the news is. And you're going to have you're going to have the news. Go to spam. <laughs> I thought they signed up just for the spam. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. That's the yeah. I only sign up to this newsletter so I can delete this email a month. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> all right, folks. Uh it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for for taking the time to be on the show. Yeah, thank you very um, much for having me. Oh, no, the pleasure is all mine. Seriously, uh, I've been meaning to talk to you about these stats anyway. I personally, numbers guy myself, so I am, I'm into the, you know I'm into the spreadsheets. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, folks, that's the show. I uh, can't think of anything else, but again, you can follow me at SuperJoeMonday on Twitter.com or at RedSF. Hit me up on our Street Fighter Joe underscore Monday, and that's the show, folks. We will see you again next week on another edition with another special guest. I have good lineups this year, folks. Tons of good interviews. Not really. This isn't really an interview, right? Uh, you know, it could be. I, I don't, guess. I don't consider them yeah, interviews. You know. Do you feel like you have been properly interviewed? Uh, well, I mean. All right, that's, uh, a, that's a glaring uh, no. You know, that's a no, uh, folks. Yeah. That's a no. All right. I did it. All right, folks. That's the show. We'll see you again next week on another edition of RSF Radio. But until then, take care, folks.